0: welcome to the speaking podcast you can find all our episodes on speakingpodcast.com we're also on bit youtube you'll find the links in the podcast description i'm also a podcasting coach because i've got four other podcasts with four of them being in the top half percent and the crypto the new one on the top five percent you'll find everything on bio.link forward slash podcaster today my guest currently in tennessee <laughs> he's actually former certified pediatric chiropractor, now business spiritual mindset coach, three times author, you couldn't do it once, you had to do it three times. And
1: my favorite, a podcaster. So welcome to the show, Victor Manzo. Oh, th- yes, thanks for having me. on. I'm excited to be here. So, I
0: mean, I mentioned a few things, but you might let, introduce yourself to the listeners, kind of anything that I've missed?
1: No, you nailed it by me. I was a you know, pediatric chiropractor for 12 years. Half of that I became, I was a pediatric. So before that I was just a chiropractor, you know, and and I loved what I did there. And about three years ago, I was getting tired of the, the advice that entrepreneurs get when it comes to being successful and how they do it and all these things. And I was like, you know what? I, I've, I've done some things and uh, totally went against the grain on it, and it worked out absolutely amazing, and I've seen others do it, and I was just like, you know what, I think it's time to, you know, address that issue and try to solve and just shift people into more of a quantum world rather than Newtonian world, and, um, and then, you know, it was about three years, you know, just until last year, uh, my wife and I moved, like I said, we're in Tennessee. I'm originally from Chicago, and that's where this year I started to go full-time into that to... Uh, To free the minds of many so they can live that uh, fulfilled life and it's been uh it's been a joy so that's kind of a little bit more a little bit more in depth than what was shared (laughs) no excellent and i know it's kind of the speaking podcast we'll just touch on that but at the end
0: of the day i think what you're doing kind of mindset is the most important thing because whether you're becoming a speaker or whatever and i've noticed that a lot of events even kind of positivity events among the people that are suffering in the audience, everybody's ca- carrying something with them. So, you know, when I see a person that's actually helping that and kind of going through the mindset, because at the end of the day, you know, there's a lot of people, they go through counselors and whatever, who make a lifetime out of a client. You know, I, I know of people, they've been like 20 years and they go, oh, he's a brilliant counselor. And I go, maybe a brilliant businessman, but not a brilliant counselor. <laughs>
1: So you kind of, you you hear me with that one, yeah. Uh, I'm to, I am I totally, I totally, and I must say there's nothing wrong with, you know, having counseling work, but it's, uh, there are some things that can speed it up. I could just say that.
0: Exactly. So I suppose let's touch on the, the podcast. It's uh, the Mindful Experiment. So, I mean, you're doing it since May 2018. You've over 400 episodes
1: and you're actually in the top of the charts as well. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I, I I remember it was like six months ago. Somebody was telling me they're like, well, I checked out your podcast. You're like in one top one. You're in the top 1%. And I was like, huh? It's just, yeah, you're in the top 1%. I go, where is that stat at? I never heard of that one before. And she's like, well, you've been in the podcast where how long you didn't know about blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, listen, we all learn new things. I go, this is just something new for me. I never knew this. And um, yeah, the Mindful Experiment, has been it was one of those passion things to just, again, it was more not directed toward, it was directed to the, the masses of just how to really understand the infinite potential of or just infinite possibilities uh, of who we are and going through the mind because the mind's everything. Being a chiropractor, we know that through health that if you do not have your nervous system flowing properly and getting proper information from the environment to your brain and from your brain back out to the body to respond in a proper way, that's going to cause what we call what we call disease which is it's di- like disease but with the hyphen in between the, there and that just means the body's not going to work at ease well the same thing with the mind if your perceptions off if you have limiting beliefs if you have you know xyz that's going to hold you back that's going to put you in a mental prison until you can adri- you become aware not address or not fix uh, those are terms that i don't like to use it's just become aware of it because as long as you become aware, that's 50 to 90% of the problem solved. And then from there, it's just things will come to you to help you overcome it, to see it from a different light, or whatever that may be, to transcend that. With, I know,
0: because you know your medical background that you've trained. I mean, you've seen other people. People kind of, I suppose, outsource their healing recovery. And sometimes they're told information or t- told take a certain medication
1: when the reality is their mind can actually help them. Absolutely. I mean, even in chiropractic, we we have something called, uh, we, there's three things that cause what we do. And I, I call it a miscommunication in the nervous system. But the real term is a subluxation, big word. You can just totally get that out of your vocabulary. You don't even need to know it. Just It's a miscommunication. But one of the components is a mental emotional stressors. And we, we look at that, we know that the mind, I mean, that the mind can affect the body in a negative way. I mean, you can have one negative thought and that lowers your immune system. So the mind, uh, and that gave me a lot more deeper appreciation, and understanding of how powerful our minds are and how really it can play a role. And this was in the health perspective at first. And then I was like, okay, I got that down over there. Let's see how I can do this in life now. and Let me really look into this even deeper. Have you actually looked at uh,
0: Falun Gong and stuff like that? Because like first, you know, obviously with chiropractic is, you know, you're getting everything aligned, but same with kind of the meridians and everything, you know, and just making sure that you've got the flow, that you're staying positive as, as can be and as healthy as possible.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you think about it this way, imagine your nerves in your body are like big rivers. Okay. And then the meridians are like little brooks and channels that come off it. And so sometimes... It could be the brooks and channels that are blocked. But most of the time, not all, but I would say majority of the time, there's usually a river that's blocked that then also blocks that meridian. But it doesn't always have to it doesn't always have to be that way. And so it's 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 we work on that aspect of it to free the body of its energy so they can flow better. And when you're in alignment, everything works at ease, everything works more efficient, you're more in a flow state, you know, and, and these are this is chiropractic principles. And yet those principles if I take that into a mindset business life perspective, if your life's in alignment, everything is easier. You don't work as hard. Things things I call something called effortless success or effortless actions that lead to that. Because now everything you do is going to get you closer and quicker to your goal. It's a, it's a similar stuff because uh, chiropractic comes from a lot of universal principles. And so it's just like, wow, I learned it there. And it's like, wow, this plays a role here. Wow, this plays a role over here too. And it's just like, wow, okay, cool. And that's kind of started putting pu- the pieces of the puzzle there. And I suppose like the powers that be when they
0: created, you know, the medical... You know, which I'd say they call it natural health kind of thing. They crushed all the chiropractors. They crashed every single thing. And I know from some of the doctor friends that I've got know that anyone that's kind of neuropathic doctors and everything, they were being in the last couple of years during the craziness, they were being shut down and everything. I presume it's the same with the chiropractors, was it? Were they trying to kind of tell them what not to do and trying to dictate how to
1: heal people? Oh yeah, there was a lot of that. I mean, there was even some states in the, uh, that were like, um, so, you know, chiropractic can help in, you know. Based on peer review studies, I have to say it like this. Um, you mean paid review it, studies? <laughs> yeah. But some, but some some, some peer review studies we had in, in just in like chiropractic, just looking at the immune system and how it reacts to adjustments. Um there's some old studies and there's some new ones that they've done. It enhances the immune system, right? And so there were states that said if you stay, say that chiropractic boosts or enhances the immune system, you will lose your license. And we were just like, but it does like we have the, we have the, we have science, we have some science here because you know, chiropractic doesn't have a lot of money. So we um, it's not like big pharma that has billions of dollars to, to they can research anything. Uh, We don't have that, but you know, just, just understanding standard physiology and understanding how the immune system works. We already know we can, but we got in the world we live in today, you have to have a study Um, which those I, I love when someone says, Hey, there's a study out that there's a study that says that what you're saying is not true. And I'm always going, Please just send me the study. I'm not even going to have a conversation with you. I want to know the actual study, because it got to a point, and this happened because of what we went through in the last couple of years, where some, you know, it's just, that's what they were saying. There's a study here. Look at this new study here. And if you ever just took the time, I mean, the public doesn't know how to read studies. I mean, I'm not saying they're not smart. It's not hard to read a study, but there's there's a lot of little things you have to look for to understand if the study is even true or not, or if it's good. Is was it done correctly? You know, was any any you know things that were like could have been manipulative or could have they 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 singled things out to get that result? You get what I'm saying? Because numbers could be manipulated in any study, and uh, but yeah, it was one of those things where yeah they were they were there you it was it was everyone uh, anyone that I know medical doctors either someone who was doing their own research and and the hospital found out and they lost their license because they were because he was they were like telling him what they need to say to the public and he's going I've never. I'm not seeing that. We're not seeing that here. And so he started doing his own research to track. They found out there goes his license. And with the kind of pay, paid review, because I
0: know like a lot of the big farmer, do they actually state who done it and that it was funded by it, Or is that all hidden? Even though we know that, you know, they put out 3%, they put out the best figures so that it you know it's manipulated. So you go, oh, it looks okay. But the reality is it's
1: not. There should, you know, that they'll have a statement that says if there's any financial uh, conflicts or interests. But I think that has to be defined a little better to understand because, you know, there's some there's some companies that will fund it or a university will do it, but they're their biggest donors. The, you know, uh, uh, could be I don't want to say a pharmaceutical company, but there are some people who are very um, invested in where that comes out to be from the school, not from the study. So that's how they can manipulate that around to say, nope, this is this has been. Ah, uh, there is no financial conflicts here, but yet, if they, if that place, university, or whatever shares a study that goes against some of their big donors or someone on board or someone in those mechanisms, um, they're they're not going to allow that. That's not going to be okay. So that's kind of how 1900. How they, I recommend anyone, if you want to understand our health system, go back to the 1900s, early even in the late 1800s, and look at uh how they infiltrated the universities to control us to be to control them to lead us on this path of allopathic medicine you'll find all your answers there and you can see how the system has been evolved since then
0: yeah i know when rockefeller was attacked and he done the charities similar to gates like you know they kind of they follow the same
1: paths (laughs) It's the same playbook there's nothing you know that's why i tell people like i have friends of mine during covid and through everything that was going on and they were just like how are you predicting everything they're like how do you know you say like something comes up and you're like it's gonna be about two months you're gonna see that and then it happens you said this time is gonna happen and i said when you know the playbook it's an old playbook this is not new and i go they've been using it for so long and it's not just the the it's not just in the health field that was my first awakening seeing it in the health field and my stomach just turned Uh, and I won't get into all those details but uh, but when I started to look at there and I said well where else is this at and I started to see it in every sector that's when I was like it's the same old playbook it's just in different sectors it's, it's the same and when you look when you look at all of the source where it all came from you're like it's the same small group of people in just different industries. I mean, even like Rockefeller and them, they you know they they made all their money in oil, but then they were like, we got to get into something else and be more lucrative, or even more, just add more to their wealth. And you know, medicine was an easy one. They had all the money. They just started going. They they would they would control the universities and what they taught or how they taught, and they just say, hey, we just want to have our, uh, we love what you're going to do. We're going to donate all this money, but. We want to put one of our people on your board. So that way we can just make sure everything that is going in a certain way that we like this to go. And that's how they ended up controlling. Because if you look at it's always the boards that are running the, we're kind of running those shows in those ways.
0: Yeah, no, everything I've looked at, everything's infiltrated. Every organization, the whole lot of them, even the EU, the whole lot, they're all, there's nothing, that's not. So, going to your books, because I know your your latest book is uh, decoding the Matrix. Is that kind of red pill, blue pill kind of talking about, or what's it about?
1: It is to a certain degree, because it's all about you know the Matrix is a term that I choose. I chose that is basically if you there's another term for that, and that's human collective consciousness. And so what that is is for those who may not know that is just if we're, we're everything is energy, so we're all vibrating. Everything's vibrating at a certain speed and so forth. And so if you took all the humans that exist in this world and you take their vibration and what they're vibrating at, and that's determined by one's thoughts, emotions, and then what they focus on. If you average all that out, that is the matrix. And so the key about the book, though, is you want to be aware of that because if you do not intentionally choose what it is that you want to vibe at and what you want to take, you, you want to feel every single day. Well, what will happen is the matrix will pull you down into the average of all vibration. And what that does is that mutes us and we all become the same. And humanity was never designed to be the same. And so there's the you know the red pill, blue pill kind of thing. Um, and later in the book, I talk about spiritual awakening. And I walk you through the life of going to choose the red pill. Because the red pill means that, hey, you're going to choose your life and, and what you want to do. And you're going to dictate it in the way that you want. And, you and I share principles of how to do that in the book and what's your potential and so forth. But when you start to go down the path of spiritual awakening, if you've never done it before, there are four things that happen. And it's never an easy process because you're dismantling, just like in the movie, when Neil takes the red pill and then all of a sudden he sees the world for what it is. He's awakened to that. The same thing happens to us. We all of a sudden awaken to our truth, but it's a dismantling of our identity. And so the ego mind is that you've conditioned yourself to say, This is who I am, when you truly dismantle that, that is not fun. That's why humans scared or have a huge fear of death. And one of the reasons why is, is not because of death itself, it's the ego losing its identity that does that. It's the same thing with the spiritual awakening. I've had friends who've gone through stuff and they're like, Man, I've done some hard th- I've had gone through hard things in my life and so forth. He goes, But waking up is the most intense thing he goes i never knew spirituality could be so intense i was like oh yeah Mm -hmm. spirituality will really rattle
0: things up for you but the thing is because and i'm actually going to share this one on the awakening podcast as well because that's one that's exposing fraud and corruption as well as it's on the speaking one now but i think it's kind of in line and i've been talking about this in the last few episodes as well so it's But what i'm finding is i mean obviously there's some people they just go along with the narrative they're looking at what's told to them whether it's their government or the newspapers and they're living in fear and then you've got a divide in the house what's like for your own experience when that's happening, because it's all a frequency as well, and they're trying to bring it down, and there's just tension and everything. What would your suggestion to people that are in that? Because I've even even people that we've on the show, we've live, we've done live shows, we've had serious international guests. A lot of them, even even including myself, their family members that like my daughter, they've they've got the <laughs> and so there is that kind of
1: tension. What would you suggest? Let them choose for themselves because here's the problem. Once it's embedded in their mind, they have a belief on it. Once they have the belief, there's nothing you can do. You're going to be fighting that belief and they fight it. Like I've had one time I was at a, I was back home and uh, I was at a family gathering and somebody looked at me and said, Hey, do you believe, do you believe in the science of, and of course they're talking about, you know what? And I looked and I said, I go, do I believe in science? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, well, define what science is because I am scientific everything I do is scientific I go I don't believe in pseudoscience if that's what you want to discuss and I go that's a lot of what's out there now because that's what that's what we have that's what the difference is and they're very resistant all oh, your you know here comes all the labels right so all of a sudden I just said I'm not anything I'm just here observing I don't have any side I don't choose it's just like politics some people like oh you you sound like this I'm not that well you sound like that I'm not that either well what are you I don't choose Why do I have to choose? I choose whatever that aligns with my values and beliefs. I don't care if it's what party that is. I just, that's what's important to me. And so it's one of those things where, here. and the reason why I say it like that is because when I came out of chiropractic school, I wanted to save the world, right? It wasn't just chiropractic. I had a background in energy medicine. I had a background in nutrition. I had a background in, what else was there? Wellness. So I was like, man, I have a whole package. I understand all these things. I'm going to help change lives here. I'm going to go against big pharma. I'm going to go against big machine. Well, what I found out was is people that it didn't take long. I mean, I'm stubborn, so it took a little bit. But after a couple of years, I realized people are going to choose what they want regardless. Like some people want me as a chiropractor. Some people want me as the whole package. I'm only going to I have to serve wherever they're at and understand where they're at. And you can because, again, in today's world, when we have somebody who's on that fence or whatever it may be, whatever that is in life, if they have a belief on one side, you can't go logical with them. Because it it it, it, you, it a lot of times you're gonna I I even tried this with my own sharing my own stuff, where it was like hey here's another story don't don't believe everything you're hearing or get out of the fear if people are throwing fear at you, turn around and go the other way there's there's a control mechanisms there because when you and this is no this is not I share this in my book there's nothing this is not a conspiracy or anything like that there are studies that have been shown. That if you can get an individual into their mind, fear of any way, shape or form, you can literally control their behaviors. And it's very, it's very, I mean, even from just neuroscience perspective, when you're in a state of fear, you go into your reptilian brain, which is very similar to a monkey. And all of a sudden, you are going to make choices that are for your survival. And so if you can get someone to see something in a certain way and this is this is the power of the mind and how it plays a role uh this is why some people say it was a big you know with the, with the psychology that was done there if you if you're aware of this you can see the game being played and so the more fear we can get people to hook on to right then and this is anything then all of a sudden now we can control their behaviors and this is why I share in the book about the matrix. There's people who have the power and the influence. I don't get into names. I don't share any of that. But I just say there are people who have power and influence over the matrix to see, to control the vibe. And how they do that is by eyes and focus. So the more people we can have focus on something, the more we control the human experience. And I always said the reason for that control is more power and influence. And power can just be power itself in positions or it can be money. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, that's what it is. And it's one of those things where is every time anyone is showcasing fear, they're trying to control your behaviors, and that's one thing I share big, huge in the Matrix, to help individuals. So again, going back to the question you asked, then is like you know if, if they're if they're stuck in that belief, they're gonna have to see it for themselves, and it's sad because I I know I I know people who have that, and I was like, man, I'm like come on, I was I was sharing all this great stuff with you. I was like it was scientific, it was this. But fear took over. And now they have a belief because they a lot of times people don't want to be wrong. This happens with children too, with with with, with parents who maybe they don't want to give their children shots. Maybe they want to delay, maybe they don't want to do them at all. And you know, there's there's whole thing of like those who've had given it to them. And let's say something, you know, oh, my child's fine. Look, they had them, they're fine, they're all good. They don't, you know, it's it's something, and I think a humans, and we all we're all like this in some ways. We don't want to admit when we're wrong sometimes. And And it's okay. I mean, but it's one of those things where where we'll see how wrong this is going to be in this whole experiment that we went through the last few years. Exactly. And because through my journey, I mean,
0: I'm exposing a lot of this stuff, but I don't let it get into me. You know, I'm conscious of it and I kind of I'm kind of working on my sovereignty and everything to just totally get them out of my system, which I believe is the way forward. But I'm also surrounded by a lot of other people, some of them podcasters or whatever, that are, let, let's say we call, people are calling, say, awake, but they get really dumb because they're actually bringing it into them. And they they have to just, they just step away then, like for for something like that, like, is that's a different type of person. They know what's going on, but they're actually,
1: they're bringing it deep within themselves. And when you say deep within themselves, is that like the the ideas, the ideologies, the Just yeah, knowing what's going on, they get depressed by
0: actually learning of all the different things that, you know, you wouldn't think it could go so deep. The more you dig, the, the hundred times worse it
1: is. That's the awakening process. That, I'm telling you, it's uh, that was me. Um, I went through that in spirituality and religions at 19. And it was like a three four year journey. And I was just like, uh, I was sick to my stomach. And then I get to chiropractic school and I remember it was like six, eight months in, and I meet this doctor who is very awake. He is still past the unfortunately he passed away. I would love to have a conversation with him today. But he was telling me things that are happening right now. And he hasn't been wrong on all of his predictions. He's still not wrong on all of them. And that was what 15, you know, 14 15 years ago. And yet he's still right on them all. Like literally everyone in the chiropractic professionals like, oh, he's a conspiracy theorist, blah, blah, blah. But he backed up his stuff. That was the thing. I'm like, you're not a conspiracy theorist when you can back up your stuff. He would tell me like, you don't believe me? Go look up this, 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 and this. And then come back and we'll have a conversation. So I go look it up. I come back. I'm sick to my stomach. I'm like, come on, man. This is not making me feel any better. I'm got, I am got anxiousness. My heart's racing. I'm like, I, I, I don't like this. This is so bad. And he's just like, it gets worse. And I'm like, oh, come on. This can't get any worse. But that's also the, you know, but there's the the spiritual aspect to you. Because then I went through, I remember my third one was when I went bankrupt. And that was, that was even more, not from a financial, I I don't, financial stuff didn't matter to me. It was realizing how I created that with my mind and how I attracted that into my life. And I didn't have to, and it made me sick to my stomach in so many ways through that process and to you know that was a big aha moment for me but yeah it's it's it the spiritual awakening process is not easy because the first stage is dismantling you're dismantling your whole world and everything you thought was true it's like the movie i should memorize this movie it's a guy who uh he gets these pair of sunglasses and as soon as he puts them on he can see the truth of all the billboards and everything and as soon as he takes them off, it's the wrestler. Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, figure. so there you go.
0: <laughs> I know the one you are talking about.
1: Well, if people yeah, see so, or something like that. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so that's the awakening process. It is scary because you can see things for what it is, and it's and it's it's for someone who you know when you were asleep in a sense, as I like to say, you're just you're 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 numb to it. You don't even know it's there. And then once you become aware, you can, once you see it, you cannot see it anymore. Like it's just, it's there. It's like the glasses. You look and it's there. You see it. You see the clarity. You see what the message, you see the, the intentions, you see this, you, you cannot ignore it. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fun process. But one thing I do tell people is just take deep breaths. all this too shall pass all good and bad things will pass. And so it's just, you just have to don't rush the moment though. That's, I think that's why I had a third one uh, in a different way because I didn't get it on the first one. I tried to rush through, even though it was three years, it was really three, four years because I was studying other religions and wanted to go into depth with that. The second one, that was about a year and a half process. But again, I was rushing through because I didn't like the anxiousness, but the third one I sat with and I was like, I'm not going to rush through these feelings this time. I'm going to sit with them. And it was immensely uh, healing, but wasn't fun. And uh, I don't even remember how long that one went, but it was a process where I'm like, I'm just going to soak this in and just whatever comes from this, comes from it. And my world dismantled. I mean, I, bankrupt you know then this and that and six months later out of a long-term relationship that ended more horrific than i ever wanted to but it was i was just like dismantled taking all these layers off and all these layers off and it was great after that my whole life turned around it was amazing met my wife six months later and uh life has been actually grand excellent excellent and
0: i i myself i mean i was conscious of at a very in my early 20s of kind of the medical, because I could see so many different things and just true uh, stuff that happened to me, I had a trap nerve, and I realized, you know, I, I actually healed myself by reading a uh, healing back pain by Dr. John Sarno. but prior to that, I was brought through all the you know epidural operation and everything which didn't cure me. And it was like, why did they not just bring this to me? And the amount of people that I told about that book said, don't get the operation, read this book. And they all got cured from it. And it's like, so that was my kind of, but then I went through, uh, you know, the property bang, lost everything, my own personal house with my personal belongings, lots of properties and everything. And then through that saw so much corruption. And that was kind of my awakening. And what I've noticed is like a load of people, when you go through that, not just that, sometimes people, it could be an illness that they overcome and everything. But by going through that, you kind of realize what life is about and that you it doesn't get much harder than what you've been through. And by doing that, then you're kind of more open and you don't let things hurt you. And like for me, like say, by looking at symbolism and different things, I can see it in a program, everything that they're doing, the programming that they're doing in the programs and how they're actually brainwashing people. And the more that you go down, but I don't do it in a bad way. I do it in a kind of an enjoyable way now that I'm, but I'm noticing, and you probably the same, that the amount of people that you can now have this conversation with compared to maybe five, ten years ago is multiplying, which is basically instead of people faring thinking we're doomed and gloomed. It's more like, no, there's a
1: load of people that are actually conscious of this and are making change. Totally. I mean, even in my, my my third book, I talk about at the end, if we want to change the world, because I talk about what really who who holds the power of the matrix, It's just like anything we do. And because when you look at the matrix at the at the most simplest form, in the smallest form, that's us. That's what all the sub matrixes. And the power of that, if we can awaken one, like if you, once you awaken, right now all of a sudden you vibrate at a different frequency. People who are around you are going to be influenced by your frequency, just as like you're they're going to influence your frequency. But if you like, just like in you know Eastern Oriental philosophies and and so forth, but if you're centered, nobody will bother you. They they can't interfere with you. And the more you start to you know, focus on yourself and just focus on you as an individual, then all of a sudden you help liberate others to give them the opportunity to do the same not saying they're going to do that, but you give them the opportunity to do that. And then all of a sudden it creates a ripple effect and then we see the shift that's been going on because i'm very hopeful about the world, I mean we have the the powers of be are holding on for dear life they lost. They lost in 2012 when I think it was more 14, 15, but it was when the, you know, the the Mayan calendar and end of the world's going to come more fear. Right. But if you really, if you really, I studied my, my, the Mayans, Mayans and how they lived and so forth. And I was like, it was gonna be a new world. That's what they kept talking about. It was the end of time. That's why the calendar stopped. that That's the, some people say, oh, they just ran out of room. I'm like, no, it's, that's not even true. I go read, go read some stuff, go get some real actual information. And uh, it was one of the things where the end of time meant that we were gonna go into a different world, a different, a different path. And uh, we're on that, we're in the transition phase right now. And like I said, the spiritual awakening for your own process is never an easy process, right? well, all of us are going through that now. And that's why it's not easy. And I think it's going to get a little darker before we have to go into the darkness and whatever that darkness is going to be. You know, sometimes my mind will be like, oh man, but if this happens then, oh man, this is going to put me in this situation. If this happens. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm not out of control here. Like I, I can only control so much. And then there's a, there's another part, God, universe, Allah, whatever you want to call it, that we're co-creating with. And it's all helping, you know, in this process. So, it's going to be grander than ever. Just like I know when I got through my own spiritual awakening, man, I, the other side was so blissful. It was so freeing. I lost thought. I didn't have anxiousness in my nervous system anymore. I didn't have racing thoughts anymore. I was calm. I was more like, all right, let's see how the day goes today. This is a new day, whole new experience. Let's see what this happens here. Where it was like the, before I was like, oh, I got to focus on this to get to here because I'm going to get to this goal. And it was just so of a stressful life to where now it's so much more laid back. And it's like, oh, this showed up. Okay. Well, let's see. Let me take some breaths. Let me go meditate for a little bit. Let me go do nothing for a little so I can get into a good state. And then I'll know I'll, something will come to me that I need to act on. Where before it was like I had to figure everything out. And so it's always more blissful on the other side. And, uh, you know, we're going through a big shift right now. A lot of people are waking up and I don't mean woke like in the woke culture. I mean, awaking spiritually to their truths, to their the essence of who they are, to leading more fulfilled lives, to breaking away from the conditioning of money is everything, money is the power, you know, all these things. millennials are starting to go that route already. I mean, there's research showing that they don't want to have more money, they just rather make, they'd rather have less money and have the life that they want to do outside of that, than make more money. I'm not saying all of them are like that. But there's there's been studies coming up showing that and I'm just going, mm-hmm, there's a shift, it's happening. It's happening
0: exactly and you know what you were saying previous like when you're thinking about something because we're definitely going through a shift and i believe the same that it's you know it's it's they're throwing everything at us now but it's going to get a lot better but it's a case of where you put your energy so if you put your energy in fair and going oh what if this happens and i mightn't have my income for this all you're doing is you're paying into the fair, and your energy is going in that direction. And what will you attract? You will attract exactly what you don't want to happen. So just let it go and say, you know, I, I just go away and meditate, even if you don't believe in meditate. Go fishing because that's a form of meditation. Go play golf. Just go look at the water, the sea. All these different things are a way of kind of freeing your mind, which in
1: turn puts you in a better place that that's exactly it and that's again setting your setting your vibe right setting your tone setting where your focus is um that will transcend that so then you don't get affected by it or you will you know you'll attract what it is that you you need or you desire to sometimes you don't even have to go through it I mean look at the billionaires and and again I can make another argument on this but I shared this in my book I think it was like billionaires increased their wealth by 56 percent during the COVID now can there be control mechanisms on that? I'm not gonna get into any of that. But the point is when I wanted to I use that that fact in my book was because I wanted to show that if you're if you allow the fear to take over, then all of a sudden you go with the experience of everybody else. But if you you set the tone for yourself, you set the intention, you set your vibe every day, then you're gonna be like those billionaires you're not going to be affected by it. Because of what happened? Lockdowns were happening. Oh man, the economy's going down. All oh, people, you know, we can't have businesses, small businesses are getting destroyed. And I'm not saying that's not true, but at the same token, it's like I had clients that had a little, literally, literally, they shut down their business. They could not work. And so they're like, what do I do? I said, well, this is a, this is a sign that it's time for you to, you haven't been living your fulfilled life of what you desire. You've been you've been probably focusing more on doing something for a job or money or whatever it may be, and not really fulfilling your heart. And now the universe brought something to you that's going to make you do that, whether you like to or not. And since I'm your coach, we're going to go down that path. And it's been amazing because now I th- I had three clients literally I had that happen a year after. They're like, I can't believe it. A year later, again, spiritual awakening. Right? Wasn't a fun process. They've been doing. Some of them were doing it for 15 years, and they had to literally stop. And I said, well, let's look at what you really makes you excited. What fulfills you. Because this is, I believe, is part of that shift. We're going back. We're going to. We're getting away from mind. We're going to heart. And so, in heart, we're not going to do things based on what you know our mind is or this or that. It's going. What's going to fulfill us? What's going to? I, I have a feeling my fourth book can be something about soul filled life. But because um, that term just keeps coming out at me. And so it's it's how do we lead a more fulfilled life in this process? And what's going to bring us fulfillment? Because if we truly follow fulfillment, well, the money comes. The money is always going to come when you're following your fulfillment because it's a vibration. If I'm in a high state and a good state and I feel inspired every single day and I'm excited every day because I'm doing what inspired love, what I love to do and what fulfills me. Well, money's going to come because money's vibrational. It's life energy. It's going to flow. When you're in a high state, you want more money. Boom. There it is. And I've, I've, I've taught clients on this, but the three clients I'm talking about a year later, they're all like, this is so crazy. I can, I'm doing what I love. I'm getting paid. And like, I'm not where I want to be yet, but I'm getting paid. I'm like, I could cover, I can live my life. But what's cool is I can live anywhere I want now. And they were just blown away by that. And I said, wow, imagine what a year did. Look at you stepping into your truth and what matters most for you. And look what happened now. And, you know, and it's not me. I'm, I'm, I then like, well, I couldn't do it without you. Nope. Stop saying that. That's that's you're giving your power away. You did it. I, I just was here to just share some advice. If anything, I was like less than 1%. 0. 0.001%. That's all the influence I had. I go. It's really you made those choices. You took the action. You trusted in me, and it's kind of one of those kind of things that stepping out of the matrix, stepping out of that conditioning, you don't have to have the experiences that most people go through. I mean, look at the. Uh, I'll share one more thing. i I know I'm going on rants here, but I want to oh, really hone in done. on this. It's enjoyable. Look at the Great Depression. Look how many millionaires became and developed out of the Great Depression. we we, you know, the economists and financial people will always look back at the Great Depression. Look how bad it was there. You know, we may have a chance to go back there. But look at people in the Great Depression. There's a lot of millionaires that came out of there. Again, I don't know what was controlled, not controlled, this and that. I I don't don't have enough resources to get into that. But at the same token, though, what I do know is there's a lot of millionaires also that came out through that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know what you just
1: said as well, the amount of people
0: that were like commuting to work an hour, hour and a half each way. And then everything because it was organized that everybody wasn't allowed. Then they kind of realized, hey. Why am I wasting my life? You know, people are, you know, trying to buy this beautiful house and they're not even living in it, have this amazing car and, you know, they're only using it to get to work. And then it's parked outside their office or parked outside their house. And now I think they realize, you know, just do things that you love. And the more I'm seeing more and more of it. And uh, I think that's why the shift is happening.
1: No, and it's it's so true. And yeah, you brought up a good point because I had a lot of, cl- uh, when I was a chiropractic, patients. And they commuted a lot. And then they weren't commuting anymore. And so a lot of them, I had a we, we had a train right out in front of our office. So we had some commuters that would go down to the city and come back. And a lot of them were like, I don't want to go on the train anymore. I don't want. I had a couple that missed on the train and going into the city. But majority of them were like, no. And they made negotiations. So when things were starting to slowly open up back up and, you know, allowing to you know, train and open up the offices in the city more, they're like, we're only going to, they, they, they negotiate. And I told them, I said, negotiate with them you've been there for so long just say hey you know what i I, how about if i only come down like twice a week let's test this out for a certain period of time so some of them did and they only had to go down to the city twice a week because it's like by the time you get you got to wait for the train it's like 25 30 minutes to get down to the city and then you know you got whatever you got to walk to wherever your job is from there and you got to walk back all this stuff and so they actually had that work out for them i said see going through this experience wasn't bad right and they're like yeah and some other people they now all they do is work from home um, the companies were like, hey, we this worked out for us. We're just going to work from home. And maybe once in a while, we'll have an office day where we need people to come in, but we're going to do most of the stuff uh, online. Excellent. And just finally, with your
0: own kind of meditation, what kind of meditation do you do? Do you do breathwork guided meditation or what, what
1: is it that kind of gets you in your flow? Yeah. You know, I used to do a lot of different things. I can name a gazillion meditations and so forth. But um, now what I do is I literally, I, I have a space that I go into and sometimes I'll play music and sometimes I just want silence. And I just do my, I focus on my breath. And just channel myself back into this like grounding state that I feel. And then I just hone that feeling and just stay there. Very simple practice. That's kind of what works for me. But I've done, I've done guided. I've done transcendental meditation. I've done uh, there's so many I've done. But that's the probably the biggest one. And then the most impact I had, I like to share this with listeners all the time, is that when it comes to meditation, try to meditate throughout your day. Because a lot of times we meditate, like I, used to, I got caught in this trap. I meditated every morning. Didn't miss, right? And, but then my wife would be like, it's funny you meditate, but then, you know, you're over here and you're not reacting. You're reacting in a way that's not in a calm meditative state sometimes. And I'd be like, well, you know, cause I'll come out of the meditation. I'll send a nice text to her. Cause one of the things I did was show how much I love and appreciate her for a text or a video. And then, you know, she'll see me like maybe an hour later or a half hour later and, or two hours later. And she's like, and I'll, something comes up and she's like, you're not that person who wrote that text message. And so I started to catch on with that. Cause what she was doing is showing me I was off. You know, it's kind of like in yoga. They always say, take your yoga off the mat. So meditation, I started to now... Incorporating every aspect of my life as much as I can constantly, consciously, you know, be involved with that because I do, I'm like human, I run an autopilot also sometimes. But like if I'm shaving or if I'm doing something, dishes, I'm very hyper focused on just what I'm doing there and not trying to go into thoughts or anything. Uh, but yeah, my, medip- my my meditation practice is very simple, just quiet or some sort of uh, I mean, like lately I've been into shamanic drums, been a while, like things cycle in out of my life, and it's one of those things where I was like, okay, shamanic drums, I need that. I don't know if it's because I need grounding. I don't know. And then again, see how my mind wants to go into that. And I'm like, who cares? I'm I'm attracted to the shamanic drums right now. Let's just continue. So I listen to those as I go through my meditations.
0: Excellent. And I remember, I think it was yeah, the monkey long Tom. He started talking about, uh, you know, when you're brushing your teeth to be totally present and the same as you say, shaving. And I find, I mean, I'm just, whatever I'm doing, I don't have the phone next to me. Obviously I'm, it doesn't mean I'm not on social media, but the amount of things I get done, you get a hundred things. I mean, obviously with the amount of, I think you do about two a week from what I can see, you know, and you know, loads of people, as you probably come across, they complain they can't even get one done, but then you're writing books and you've got the other. It's like when you're in, in control of yourself, you get so much done, but you're, you're like totally present and you're enjoying every moment of it instead of everything being a chore or whatever. I assume you love the writing because I could see the passion in your face about thinking about the next book that you know what you want to do. Same with the podcast. I mean, I've listened to some of the episodes. You can see that you're enjoying it. And I think that's the difference to people that need to make that little shift. So that's what I'm trying to get. Like the message is, you know, you might think that when you're finding out about it, these things that it's all doom and gloom but at the end of the at the end of it it is like freedom
1: true freedom it is 100 and and one thing i can add to that is too is and don't get in your way don't try to figure things out like when i do a podcast or when i wrote my book my third book you want to talk about uh, i call this effortless action right because there's a law that's called the law of inspired action you there will if you're in the right vibrational state you will be inspired to take the actions to, to, to achieve your, to, you know, to get you on the path to do what you want to desire. And so here I am last November, my wife's pregnant. I'm closing my business down that I had for 12 years in Chicago. And cause I couldn't sell it uh bad environment and I'm moving out of state. And yet in the middle of all that, I'm getting messages like saying, Hey, time to write a book. It's time to write a book. And I'm going, Where's this coming from? Why am I, my, why are my thoughts going there? I don't want to go there. Right now, I need to focus on this. And it just kept coming. Would it wouldn't leave me alone. So it's okay, fine. I'll write a book. And, uh, and, and, and I look up like I'm actually talking to someone, but, and then also I'm like, okay, I'm going to write a book. And I was like, whatever. And then all of a sudden, it was like, I said, you know what? Stop fighting it. Vic, just sit here for a moment. That's what you're getting this, you're getting this urge. It's coming from within. You're getting this feeling. Why don't you just sit with it for a minute? So I did. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, if I'm going to write a book, all right, what will the title be? Right. I don't I have no clue. So I'm like, what would the title be? And I just sat there and I was in a meditation and then all of a sudden decoding the matrix. And I sat there and I was like, genius decoding the matrix. Oh my God. Conditioning of the mind. We just went through COVID. I can use that as an example. And the thoughts are just flying. So, so I'm like, okay, I guess I'm writing a book. I'm like, let me make sure that I'm on path. I'm going to reach out to my guy who does my, my book covers. And I just said, here's what I'm thinking. Here's some ideas. Show me what you got and let's see what shows up about three weeks, two weeks later. He shows me a cover. I just had to tweak a few things. It was exactly what I wanted. And I was like, that is so cool. All right, I'm in alignment. I'll write this book as soon as I move. And then it was a couple months later where all of a sudden I was like, "Uh, book time, let's go. We got to get this book written. I was like, seriously? I'm like, why am I being, because you get anxious when you resist that you're inspired action you need to take. You get this, like, I get anxious. And so when I feel that anxiousness and I'm being pressured, that's where I'm like, okay, I need to do this. And, you know, 24 hours, within less than 24 hours of work, Actual writing book was written and it was done published in one, two, three. Excellent. Love it. Love it. So totally enjoyed our conversation, Victor. You might let people know how they can find you. Yeah. Um, you can find me, my, my website's my hub. So empower your That's where, you know, there's in the top right corner and I have some other tabs in there for if you're an entrepreneur and you're liking with the message of some of the things I've shared, we can hook, we can get on a call and discuss some where you're at challenges and you know maybe not getting into the dream life you like or want to get there faster. Um, I got some free resources on there. If you go to free resources, I have my podcast there, but I also have a free ebook on visualization. Talk a little bit about the studies and the power of visualization and why we should be utilizing this simple tool that everyone could be using. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, bottom left corner of my website, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and um, what was it, LinkedIn. And so um, I share about four to five times a week, a video of some short to help with mindset, spirituality, money, you name it, to just elevate us in, in some way to get out of this mental prison and really achieve. So if you like, if you have any questions for me, I always read my DMs. So send me one if you like, and i love to hear from you. Excellent. And uh, just on your books, because I looked at the reviews on uh, your three books, you've
0: got, you know, it's like mostly five there and only maybe two four star with no comments. So it's like everything is positive from the three books that you've got. So, you know, which is very rare. So I congratulate you on that, which, you know, just shows that uh, you know, people are getting what you're writing. So, yeah. So thank you very much, Victor. Thank you, my friend. It was a pleasure being on. So that's all for, I'm going to say, obviously the speaking podcast, I mentioned the awakening, but I'm going to put it on the meditation as well because we've touched on that. And I think it's all important what we've discussed today. And be sure to give us a thumbs up, five star rating, share with your friends. Until next week, take care.